The following pendant production contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. This is Chris Britton, co-writer of The Line, director of some of The Line, at least for the moment. Creator. Uh, definitely that. Yes. Hello. Um, welcome to the commentary for Arc 2, Episode 6, Conchero, Part 2. Conchero, Conchero. Dunno, Latin. Um, yeah. Why it's dead language? Indeed. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know, they just couldn't get their C's right. Um, I'm here. I'm joined by the lovely Miss M. Sierra Garcia. Say hello, M. Hello, M. Excellent. Um, we're not joined by Joel Rowan, uh, assistant director. He was with us last um, last month, but he's not here now because he wasn't actually assistant director on this episode. He was uh, doing wonderful work with the next episode while I was wrapping this one up. Um, because in case this hasn't been fully announced, he is taking over as full director on the line um, as of episode nine. Um, so we are with these episodes, we're a bit of a, a wrapping up the my role in the direction of these episodes over the next few. Um, so, which is good because he's uh, a lot better than me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not being. I'm not being. It's fine. Fine. I can do some things in direction. It's cool. But he's much better at sourcing sound effects and making embeds and stuff. So, um, so I'm very, very, very pleased that he's taking over. Also, I just don't have the time um, to devote to it, or not as much time as I would like anymore, which is sad but true. It's understandable. It is. So anyway, we jump back in uh, into the Tom's flashback of the events that happened while he was under the power of, well, something. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think as we, we talked about last, last month, this is originally two episodes that were split into three. And I didn't really want to break up the Tom flashback. I felt that should all happen in one episode. But I didn't really see a way of doing it without massively overweighting the runtime of one episode and having a really short episode in the middle, which didn't seem right either. So I did split it. I think the the uh, cliffhanger works at the end of one. Oh, I do like it. I like it a bunch that way. Yeah. Um, and of course, this allows this episode to open with the really dark shit going on. <laughs> Um, well, you know, as the demon and bishop inform Tom of his full process of being seen, basically going to be Steph's assassin at some point in the future. Mm. Good old Colin. Good old Colin Kelly. Little chocolate-covered Colin Kelly. I know. I don't know how much he appreciates us covering him chocolate on, uh, on in most commentaries. He takes it so literally. <laughs> It's a term of endearment. Do you hear me, Colin Kelly? It's a term of endearment. It's like when I call you poodle. They are. They don't really think you're some sort of small canine that people dress up ridiculously. <laughs> but no. wouldn't it be cool if he was? Oh, blessed to dress him up in little costumes. <laughs> We're really sorry, Colin. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was a wee evil. That was quite evil. It's been a bit evil, evil about the Kel Colin Kelly. Poor Colin. <laughs> but that Father Jacob, Michael King, and Colin just—they—they—they they, they bring such a wonderful creepiness. And Michael Hudson, just, it's, there's, there's just something so wrong with them. Yes, they, I would they agree. They really brought it. They really made the characters exactly how I heard them in my head when we started this whole process two years ago. God, was it two years ago? Two years ago when, when the Bible was built. Yeah, I think you're right, it was. That is bloody terrifying. Two years ago. 
two years ago around this time. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. It was two years ago around this time. Christ. Well, it's good that we've achieved so much with our lives. Yay! We have a big creepy show where people get laid and die by tiny bugs that are demonic. Absolutely. And what no one else, else is like that? No, what else could you possibly want? More demonic, crazy, creepy things. Just listen. <laughs> for anyone feeling that it's getting a bit repetitive hearing Tom say, bless me, Father, for I have sinned, I sort of wanted to reflect that whole Catholic obsession with going to confessional as much as possible um, and, and, and recant, re recounting every single little thing you've done that may be against the teachings of the Bible, perhaps if you read the Bible in a certain way. So um, I wanted to really accentuate that. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a position that I, even as a child I never understood it. It's why we had to go and and I, in second grade is when here in the U in when I went to Catholic school is when you started that process. You you had your first communion, but you couldn't accept the body of Christ without and receiving him with a clean heart. And the only way you got a clean heart was by going to a strange man in a box behind a screen and telling him everything you've done that's wrong. So it's it's a constant recounting of of how you're not good enough, how you're not good enough. And it, there there was a point, I think it was by eighth grade when it was time for confirmation that I had asked, I'm not going to confession because I if if God is supposed to absolve me, I'm gonna talk to him. Why should I talk to this dude just because he's got the dress on, which got me in trouble. See, I'm still giggling at receiving Christ. To receive Christ. <laughs> Tee hee hee. Well, we could get into that comment because I truly believe there is a point where you do receive your, you know, your savior within you. But I just, <laughs> I'm hold sorry. on. Okay, sorry. Hold on. Okay. It's, but I don't think it's a physical uh, manifestation. I think there's a point where you become, you become very comfortable and very much at peace in a place in your faith where you, it's that it's what people call receiving Christ or receiving the Holy Spirit or receiving the word of God. For me, it's just finding a, it's, I, I, I see it as more as a, a moment where I am at peace and I really can have these, these, these thoughts. I really can kind of noodle through all of these great stories in this book and try and understand this man who went through what he went through. So, See, that was me making a sex joke, and you've got to make a really serious, sensible point. Damn you. Now I'm... Oh, fuck! <laughs> Damn, that would have been fun! Ugh. <laughs> oh. No, that was very... Christ. <laughs> see, see, there we are. Um, no, I think I understand what you're saying, and do recall a time where I... Yes, where I felt similarly in regards to it. Um... I just, yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, you know, it's the same thing as being born again, isn't it? I don't know if it would be born again, for it's because it's not a moment where you're, like, completely renewed. It's a moment of peace, where you're at peace, where you, and everybody's moment of feeling at peace is different. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, fair enough. I understand. See, she's at peace right there. <laughs> and he's getting a peace, so hooray. I seem to recall um, uh, in the lines, I don't know if I'm right here, I'd written uh, Sister Agnes' line, breathing heavily, excitedly, as if she just had sex. And Mindy, in her line to me, went, really, the nun has orgasms too. She can. 
Yeah. Good. Absolutely. Are nuns allowed to have orgasms? I don't think that is particularly allowed, is it? I don't think they're allowed to have sex with a man. Can they have sex or with, a woman. With, with each other? <laughs> or with a woman. <laughs> ah, shit. I don't think there's uh, there's nothing in the Bible about self-gratification for a woman. I've seen, I've seen lots of films where nuns have sex with each other. <laughs> That's a, that's a whole different podcast, my love. <laughs> I that's I, a whole different can of worms. That I, I, I'm, mm. I think this is exactly the right the right podcast for that conversation. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, bless. <laughs> bless your heart. But not. But but we're okay with masturbation for nuns, is what we're saying here. I'm saying is you know there's nothing wrong with you know making yourself a piece. I wonder if there is something. I think we need to find this out. Is there Do some, nuns masturbate? Is there some handbook? Is there a nun's handbook? <laughs> well, well, welcome to welcome to Nun Inc. Here, here's your handbook. The toilets are over here. If the fire alarm goes off, you need to congregate outside uh, in, in a straight line. Try not to look too much like a group of penguins. And <laughs> are you really Googling that? That's, that's brilliant. Okay. I, I, this is great. We're going to hell, Em. We're going so deep into the circles of hell. It's... According to Yahoo Answers, yep. I'm pulling up. Let's see. No, they dedicate their body and mind and soul to God. Therefore, no form of sex. Is master. Um, oh, right. Okay. Come uh, on. And then here's another answer. I doubt it. They probably pray a lot or read the Bible. Hold on. According to the. <laughs> According to this picture, let me read this a little better. I doubt it. Um, they probably just pray a lot or read the Bible, and it's probably a sin for them. I don't know why they'd want to do that, cuz, spelled C-U-Z. Oh, God. If they don't see guys or porn, I don't know what would get them off. <laughs> Thank you, America. God, please name that person. Name and shame them. Who the fuck's so supposed to do that? A member named Sony one two three, and I can't see the rest of her ID. Brilliant. Hold on. Sony one two three. Oh, Sony one two three underscore M A N N. She's been a member since July fifteenth, two thousand and eight. Her favorite perfume is Bieber Girl. Oh my God. Uh, that part I made up, okay. but it's probably true. It is probably true, isn't it? Yeesh. She spelled though T H O. Uh, yeah. I do that on Twitter sometimes because there is a lot of letters for not much syllable. Fitzach is actually how it's pronounced. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a rather unnecessary amount of letters that don't really add to the word. Precisely. I, so I feel that. But cos, cos is fine. C-O-S. You don't need to spell it C-U-Z. No one says cos. Listen, cos. <laughs> well, Maybe good. when they go to Italy. Why Italy? Even even this character doesn't like it. <laughs> Italian Americans don't populate Italy. You do realize this, don't you? No, it's, I do. I'm making fun of the fact that there are Americans who don't say it, Italy. They say Italy. Oh right, okay. A T L Y, Italy. <laughs> I just thought for a moment you had this image of Italy that was 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 basically all full of the Sopranos. <laughs> no, that's New Jersey. That's ah, there we go. And you know what's near New Jersey, the state of New York, which is where our show takes place. No, it doesn't. Isn't there a little town in the state of New York, upstate New York? No. Yes, it is. No, it's in the state of Washington. 
Over on the other side of the planet? Yes. I've been helping you write this show thinking it was on this coast. Yes, it's in Washington State. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Yeah-uh. Really? Yeah, really. It's really bad that I... Oh, Chris, I don't know how you put up with me. No, we've never actually said that. We've never actually said where it was, and originally I did want to leave it vague, but then I thought, well, you can't leave it vague, because eventually they're going to, like, go somewhere. And, you know, you can't say, well, yeah, well, I just drove to, you know, Texas yesterday in an hour. Where the fuck are you? Um, so, uh, yeah, so... No, Te- still Texas, because it takes, like, seven days to get across that state. <laughs> it's huge! So no, it's it's set in Wash it's set in Washington State. Okay, that's where Panda lives. Yes, it is. Panda. Panda is is a member of the Pendant Audio community. People listening to this, he writes uh, two shows, and he also does a lot of stuff on the internet. I feel it's good to clarify that because I do think people might listen to this who have no idea about Pendant. Well, they should know about Panda because he's famous. Well, uh, yeah, no, yes, indeed, I agree, but you know. Um, I, I occasionally I think we do pick up the odd listener who's never been to the Pendant website. So, well then, by all means, once you're done listening to this, hop on over and listen to the other shows. They're amazing. And after that little bit of self-congratulatory wank, um, let's uh, let's let talk me get a about tissue. Episodes. Hold on. <laughs> Lovely. Um, <laughs> we've just talked over like. All the shit going on with Tom, and we're actually now jumping back into the present day after he's told them all the little story. Oh, um, all that good work, Chris. Sorry. No, it's Sorry, all Chris' daughter. But there was a brilliant performances between Chris, Marley, Paul. Um, I do love all that little bit, and I, I think it. Mm. I think it's nice that we finally get to see what Tom went through because I think it's been left so vague for such a long time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and here's some twat sounding like a ridiculous British person. And then that'll be you sounding like a British person. I just, I can't listen to myself. That's a problem. I don't know how anybody listens to me, to be honest, but thanks. Very easily, but that is a problem for for you doing the commentaries on these episodes. Well, what is the 1826? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure it must mean something. We do keep going on about it, but fuck, yeah. fuck knows what. <laughs> Certainly nothing that's going to be discussed in this episode. No. Really? Mm. No. Probably not next episode either, to be quite honest. Well, blimey. Yeah. You know. Blimey then I'll child. just have to listen to the next episode, won't I? Yep, you will just have to keep oh. listening. Is that how this works? Yes, that is the idea of a radio serial. I just thought, you know, it might be a breakfast thing. <laughs> well, you cover it in milk and it pops. Or soy milk if dairy products are, you know, not your forte. Um, well, yeah, absolutely, why not? Never got the taste of soy milk. They're a bit powdery. Oh, uh, it depends on the maker. Oh, really? Yeah, the stuff that I get is very yummy. Very, very yummy. To be honest, I don't really like milk in general. Cheese is good, yogurt is good, ice cream is good, but the actual pure product of milk I can live without. Mm, noted. Hey, isn't there a show going on? There is a show going on. Um, this is a massive exposition scene um, where they are basically building up the big plan 
uh, that will be to go and storm the church or sneak into the church. And uh, this is the first of one of uh, Steph's big, long paragraph lines that Tanya loves me so much for writing for her. I hope. Tanya, I thin those down. When I, 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 I'm... I try to thin those out when I have to write for you, so. Blame Chris is what I'm saying. Yeah. Blame Chris. Well, I mean, the line exists in your, you know, cerebellum, so I can I can understand why. It does. It takes over my cerebellum at quite a lot of times, which is rather bad, especially when I should be focusing on, you know, things like work. Um, but I do get... Uh, I do often get line distracted. Now, this actually, what we just heard there, that was actually going to be the end of the first episode. And what we hear next is the opening to the next episode, back when it was just two rather than three. You don't need mm-hmm. to know that, but it's 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 kind of interesting. Um, a little bit of trivia. Just a little bit of trivia. Trivia, as you say. Leviosa. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't actually going for Harry Potter there. Now, and, and this scene... Like so, I had the two we had the two episodes, and they both open with a flashback, one to the birth mm-hmm. of um, Tom and Steph, um, and then this one was a flashback to just after Tom's flashback, so just after Tom has been injured and has lost his memory. Um, but then, when it became a full episode, uh, when it when this fell in the middle of an episode rather than the open, I didn't think it really worked as a flashback. It was like, mm-hmm. why are we flashing back to this? So I've echoified it and I've turned it into Dee's dream. Now, why Dee is dreaming about this, we don't know yet, but um, she is. So I hope that comes across. It does come across as um as a dream sequence. And it jumps right into Dee's next scene. She starts as if she's waking up from, from seeing these things. But we just learn a little bit more here. They talk about Legion um, for the first time. Well, uh, Legion was mentioned at the end of episode four. Um, Bishop said to the sexy band boy who'd been fucking Steph, he said uh, Legion is uh, almost ready. And now we see that Legion is, has been prepared for quite a long time. Of course, at this point, we don't know what Legion is. Although, to be honest, if you know your Bible and you know your demonology, you might have a bit of a clue as to where we're going. Hmm. By the way, the question of do nuns masturbate, there is a, a response on Yahoo Answers UK Ireland. Fantastic. Yes, and the question is spelled, are nuns allowed, A-L-O-U-D, to masturbate? See, that's great. That's always, that's always the pun. <laughs> uh-huh. That's, that's from the Brits, because they're so clever. Uh, hang on, and, hang on, um, hang on, hang on. Northern Ireland or the Republic of Ireland? Because if it's the Republic of Ireland, that is not from the Brits, and you could get murdered for saying that it is. Well, it says UK and Ireland. Mm. So I'll say, you know, someone from the UK and or Ireland has written this. Yes, yes, that's probably better. And then what is their response to the uh, to the question? This, the, um, the, la- the last masturbating nun query, then we're well, moving on. This person is definitely British because they started out the statement with a correction. Maybe if you were given, if you were even 
a little intelligent, you might know that it's allowed, A-L-L-O-W-E-D, instead of what you've written there. Shame you didn't go to Catholic school where people learnt to spell. Fantastic. That's the answer. And on that pretentious ass of a note, back to the episode, because yep, I really I'm want sorry, to talk about this scene. No, it's fine. But this scene, Kristen is a goddess in this sequence, and it is so grim. It's disturbing. Um, And we've been waiting for so long, and we've heard that Dean may have woken up and there might have been blood involved, and Steph's gone and helped her, but we haven't really found out what the fuck's been going on until now, where we see Dee waking up in this house with these dead bodies around her covered in the blood, Um, and I found some good dripping sound effects and some squelching sound effects to play. And then the figure in black interacts with Dee, which I think is finally giving us confirmation that Dee is more than just another human character, or at least another another character. Mm-hmm. Well done, Gwendolyn. Well done, Gwen. Yes, Gwen and Chris. I just love. I I love all this. Um. But I think it's good important that we see Dee at this total opposite side of the hard ass that we've seen for the past. Which, just a shell of a human. Yeah. We're giving away a few things in this commentary, but I think that's okay because I think they are given away in the dialogue as well. And they certainly are. Everything is brought together in next uh, next month's episode, I promise. <laughs> Lots of revealing going on. The, the, these three are big episodes. Exciting. It is. And exciting. You know what's really hard? Find a sound effect with someone throwing up. Oh, I could have done that today for you. <laughs> I wasn't feeling well. Okay, next time you're throwing up, could you record it for me? <laughs> must get to bathroom. Must foley. Must foley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just take your microphone I, with you, that'd be awesome. I will foley the next time I get a migraine so bad I puke. Because what you end up doing is you try to find a sound effect because like you pour water into things or you pour something. It's not the same. But it's not the same. You've got to find something thicker than water. Something. With it's got to be chunky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got got to have bits of carrot in, even if you don't eat carrot. When did I have corn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You need to. I had, I had that for lunch two weeks ago. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. I, ha- I I genuinely hate throwing up. Like some people like find it quite relaxing. Like if they're feeling if they're feeling nauseous, right? Like really nauseous. It, it alleviates the nausea. I don't like. I hate. It. I hate the feeling of throwing up. Ah, <laughs> at all. Even if I'm nauseous, I'd rather feel nauseous than be sick. I I fight it with all it's worth. Yeah. Ever since I got my gallbladder out, I don't. Because before, you know, your gallbladder usually releases a little bile, and it gives you that, you know, two to three minutes to get somewhere safe, so you can, you know, puke at, you know, a comfortable, get yourself ready. Well, without my gallbladder. Um, it just kind of comes on. <laughs> so it's more like, uh, and and I just have to run, and I can't get myself in a comfortable position. So it's a bit like The Exorcist, then? Yes. <laughs> far less priests. <laughs> far less priests. Although I am praying, like, God damn it, can this be over? <laughs> 
Bloody hell. No, right. I, I, managed, I managed to retain. The only time I'm really sick is generally when I'm really pissed. So. <laughs> and then I'm less bothered by it, because that's fine, because you're drunk, so it's like, it doesn't feel as bad. It's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I need all that really expensive booze I've just paid for. I now need to get rid of it. <laughs> it just, you know, that's why I pace myself. If I'm going to spend X amount of dollars on a cocktail, well, damn it, I'm going to keep it down if it kills me. <laughs> So what we just talked about vomit over um, <laughs> was uh, was uh, Sister Agnes taking D taking D somewhere and of course oh, Mindy we all know where yes Mindy Rast on her most sweet angelic form not a, mm. not a role that Agnes is cast in very often but maybe she had some fun masturbating um, Agnes not Mindy I wouldn't like to make such assertions of our cast members yet. No. Um, <laughs> Now this uh, this this bit here, I I wanted to make it sound like a preparation kind of montage sequence. It's impossible to do a montage sequence because you can't show what's going on. So I basically <laughs> just had Steph talking over a lot of people sound like they're making stuff with tools. I'm not sure what they're making, if I'm quite honest, because basically they need to wire each other up and go and sneak into the town. But I've got this idea that like they had to make like a little table bench with the surveillance equipment for inside the van and stuff mm -hmm. and they're wiring making it like using electrical stuff to wire it all together and a drill to drill holes in the van to make the table stand up <laughs> i've no fucking clue they're all they're macgyvering they're like they're just macgyvering all this shit together now they are they took some ties they took some pages out of the book of the 1826 and they built a speedboat um, yay yes but anyway, yeah, I, it, I know this is possibly the cheesiest scene we've ever done in the line. I uh, love it, though. <laughs> with the, the James Bond music going on, but it, it amused me. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. And it even goes right over Steph's most, like, profound, deep, buffy monologue sort of thing. <laughs> Um, but I thought that was better than doing it already pretentious, where she's like, this is the most important thing. And they're like, yes, it is. So I wanted to make it a bit more fun, especially as things stop being fun rather fucking quickly after this. <laughs> it's just the sound effect. By the way, I, uh, our intern was having a hard time getting a file put together, and I said, well, you can just MacGyver it together this way. And I used MacGyver as a verb, and he looked at me and said, Who's, what's MacGyver? Oh, dear. I immediately sent him back to his desk, and he could. I said, you can't talk to me for like a half hour. Go Google it. It made me very, very sad. I know. We're all getting old, aren't we? Well, and he's the brightest. He's, he's brilliant. But who's MacGyver? I just stared at him, and I said, go back to your desk. Not that brilliant, obviously. <laughs> well, apparently he didn't grow up with his face in front of the TV like the rest of us. Well, what's he been doing with his life? Probably sports or something Educating else. himself, Ugh. being super smart. How disgusting. I know. What a waste of time. How will that benefit him in any way, shape, or form? You know what? The, the scene where it's like all the sounds and the MacGyvering of everything together, it just... It, it makes me think of like a Simon Pegg kind of thing. Like Simon Pegg would put that in a movie of his because it's kind of silly and cheesy, but sometimes necessary. That is far, far too complimentary of my work, but um, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. What do you mean? Fuck, fucking hell, yeah. If if, if 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 that sounds like someone like Simon Pegg, then that is. Awesome. It's a very Simon Pegg, Nick Frost kind of you know 
This is cliche. Let's put it in. Can we just all pause and bow down in honour of Chris Hackney for his wonderful uh, trying to chat up both Nicole and Kitty at the same time? I know. Totally unsuccessful. And then... um, and uh, I'm very pleased with this scene, and you should be pleased with yourself as well. I love this nice little Steph and Sahid together, just by themselves. Mentor and mentee. Do you become a mentee? I don't know. Um, I'll stay before the end. Basically, audience, you can consider this a build to a mid-season finale, which I think one time, uh, episode seven is definitely a mid-season finale. Although we're not going to have a break after it, we're just going to roll straight on because we love you so much. It is kind of a little. Like, big sister, little sister moment. Yeah. Yeah, I was pleased with that. Now, all I'm going to say is that the line, I'm going to sit down and tell you who I am, is so important you cannot believe. But you're not going to find out for quite a few episodes why. (laughs) That was fun. Yay! Here! It's like... It's like you're showing your candy store to diabetic children. Uh oh, sorry. I know. <laughs> your life suck. Um, <laughs> Look, none na- dildos. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> Seriously. Um, maybe that's allowed. I don't know. No, no, stop it. Stop it. We've got to stop that conversation. Um. We've run now into the final scene back at the church. It's been a while since we've been at the church in the in the uh, in modern day. And once again, Ruth undercover, this time under a different name. She learned from the last one that maybe she shouldn't go undercover under her own name because people might realise that she's a famous reporter from New York. Um, is it sensible to have Ruth go undercover like two storylines in a row? Mm, yeah. Probably not, but I really couldn't think who else could do it. I think we talked about this when this episode was kind of reaching its finality, M, and um, mm. just couldn't really work out who else could do it. And considering it's such a short period of being undercover, because they, they bust out at the end of this episode anyway to uh, confront the bishop and, and everything that's going on, so it doesn't really matter. Nah. Once again... Uh, script writing, we forgot the age-old rule. What's the age-old rule? Don't write lines which have to be read by lots of people and said at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It's... It's... Yes. It's just impossible. (laughs) Yes. Um, I think the best we ever did was in the evangelical church and... uh, yeah, I mean, this is fine because this, I, I sort of feel with the Catholic Church anyway. Catholic Church is all about a good drone. Not quite as bad as sort of churches at Church of England, Protestant Church, which is proper like, amen. But um, but Catholic but, Church is still quite like, ah, uh, yes, and you verily, he did walk up the hill with the goat, and the goat was sad, and he gave it a little pat on the head and said, go be a happy goat. Oh, fine. <laughs> what? What? I guess Church of England has a different Bible than I do because I don't remember that one. No, that was Cap. And Lord doth pat it upon his head. 
be yeah. jovial and jocular, young goat. Absolutely, that's that's the church of England. The Catholic Church one is, and verily he did take the church, the goat up the hill. He told the goat he was a bad goat, and he should feel very guilty for wanting to eat all the grass, as grass is a sin. <laughs> What I love the most is in that part where they it's you're you're doing the greeting, which is funny enough. I know all the words to, but unless you start me in the right or I can't do them like off the top of my head. But there's somebody who's reciting the lines very not the Catholic way, and it makes me laugh. <laughs> you know, um, the Lord be with you, and and also with you is the response. There's somebody and also with you. Yes, I'm not sure who that is actually. I'd have to look back through the lines, but I, I they made me laugh as well because I thought gold oh, star. Why not? Because I first, I first heard it, and I was like, that's not how they do it in the Catholic Church. And then I thought, we have to keep it. We have to keep it. We have to keep it. It's awesome. Yeah, one in very one in very enthusiastic Catholic. Everyone else is going also. I also like the idea of that. Cause that is the traditional opening of a Catholic mass. Sometimes a little bit before it, but I like that being the that that's how they're hypnotised. That re- recitate recitation. Re- recitation of those and words. And also with you, that, that. lift up your heart. We lift them up to the Lord. <laughs> I fucking love that that you've got somebody doing it a little, you know, Baptist style. Yeah, with and, the oomph. and that's what brings them all under the spell. That's what all brings them under the hypnotic spell. That doesn't uh, it though? And now though. here the revelations begin. D has been taken by the church. She's strapped up to some kind of gurney and it looks like Bishop Francis is going to kill her. And he's very uncomplimentary about her. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you that it does, this is, this is a little, not that I'm the best Catholic in the world, but this is disturbing as hell. (laughs) This is, and what we're, you know, this is going to get even more disturbing. So just, it's going, yes, severely Catholic, you're probably not listening to this anyway. Well, yeah. well, yes. But it, 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 it's disturbing. It's very disturbing. I was very uncomfortable. But I see where you, I see where it needed to go and why it needed to go there, but that's all I must say. We do have quite a few Catholic fans of the show. I was discovering this at uh, last calls from the public, which was... Uh, which really? uh, did the, the line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've, well, three people on the line were all professed practicing Catholics, and they were all fans of the show. Um, really? Yeah. Awesome. So it does. It uh, it transcends faith, even though it is the most blasphemous fucking thing um, I, I, I've ever written. As a recovering Catholic, I can tell you, even like I I I take some things with a grain of salt, but oof, oof. And that's how we wrap it all up. So, yes. Episode 6, people. D strapped to a gurney, the bishop about to kill him, and Steph launches the attack on the church, everybody. It's the showdown we've been waiting for. Um, So, yeah, thank you, as always, for coming along and listening. It's been lovely once again to talk to you. Next month, we'll be back again with Joel Rowan this time, um, as I will be, as next month, I step down to assistant director role, uh, a position I'll keep for episode eight, and then that's it. You will no longer hear my little footprints through through your audioverse. Um, I will have to get all my stuff in through the writing, which is probably best for everybody concerned. <laughs> uh, oh, shush. You're really, you. I mean, you're really good. 
it's yeah. come out really well. So shut it. It was great. Okay. Well, I'm I'm pleased that it came out. It came out well. Um, so yeah, if you want to contact the show, uh, you can email thelinehq at gmail.com anytime you like. You can also find me on Twitter. I am the Line Boy. You can find uh, the show on Twitter, the Line Live. I really should update that account more often. You can find M on Twitter and Sierra. Uh, and uh, Joel is not here, but I will I will advertise him anyway. You can find him on Twitter at Carter's Alter Ego. That's it. Anything to add, M? Any more masturbating nun stories you want to put in before the end? No, I would just like to reiterate my position that the tea party sucked! Very well. Yes, this will be a recurring theme, I feel, forever until the tea party disappears as a pressure group from hell. Did you hear about this thing called Pottermore? Oh my gosh. Yeah, can we promote that? We can sh- talk about it at the next, next we'll month. T- we'll talk about Pottermore at the next thing. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll talk about that because... Um, yeah, because that, that, that will just be mean, because that's not coming out for ages, so, yeah. Oh, I know. Okay. Um, it's been a joy, a pleasure, and a wondrous experience. I will speak to you in a month's time. Au revoir, goodbye. Take care. Bye-bye. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.